Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, we Apparently, uh, this is the show that no one wants to be on because <laughs> <laughs> it's myself, Stu, and Jason Buttrell. Do we have an option to not be on the show? <laughs> I no, was not you told. Didn't, no, you did okay. not have an option. <laughs> no one else apparently wanted to join us. I heard, I, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I, there were a couple people who were like, oh, is Stu going to be on? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you didn't want to hurt my feelings, why would you tell me that? I don't even understand... Well, I mean, just, I, I considered just... not hurting your feelings, and then I was like, eh, oh. just, I, I'd rather be honest. I'm okay. a very honest person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Stu, top story. Uh, Van Jones and Glenn Beck appearing at the same event. Uh, I'm sorry? <laughs> This is, this is the world we live in, apparently. Is it a pay-per-view event? <laughs> it is. Gonna be, it's to the death. Uh, so. Jason, top story for you. Um, if you're going to propose uh, gun legislation, you should probably know how guns work and what it takes to buy them. That's a minor detail. Hmm. Yes, that, that's not how our, how our laws work. I might work. just be asking for a little bit too much. Yes. But I, yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Um, so, you know, I sit here and I blab on about how, hey, I used to be fat and now I'm not fat yeah, anymore. You've noticed that. You've, you've said that. You've been lot. blabbing a lot. Right. About it a lot. I blab about it all the time. Um, and I keep saying we've got viewers who are taking it and it's working for them. Uh, it can work for you. And I just want to read. I got a message. I got some feedback from one of our viewers. And I didn't, I, I don't want to say his name because I didn't tell him I was going to be reading this. Um, but he said, just wanted to give you feedback on Ridizone. I've been using it for about two weeks. It really works. We were in a diner on Sunday, and they had this delicious pie there. And he said, I was able to resist the urge, and I'm losing weight. Um, so mm. we've got a lot of viewers. I, I get tons of these messages all the time. It's working for people. It can work for you if you've got weight to lose or if you're just trying to maintain uh, like me and you're just constantly, you know, uh, you've got all of these temptations in front of you or you've got people who you might work with who are constantly talking about unhealthy food. Not naming, <laughs> Not naming any names. Not naming any names. Try Ridizone. Go to ridizone.com. Use promo code TheBlaze. You can get 30% off of a three-month supply. Uh, and let me just tell you, it's worth it. We did the math. $1.39 a day. I'm pretty sure you can afford that if you are trying to lose the weight and nothing is working. Ridizone.com. All right. Stu, Van Jones and Glenn Beck. To the death. Not to the death, no. actually. Uh, same event, though, and this is one of the very rare events where it makes more sense to invite Glenn Beck than anybody, uh, even Ben Jones. Uh, Glenn is going to be talking tomorrow. He has a speech at CPAC. Uh, and today, Van Jones spoke at CPAC. That's a really weird thing to say. Now, CPAC, in case you don't know, is the Conservative Political Action Conference, right? So... Uh, it is an event where conservatives generally go. Now, they will, I will say, CPAC occasionally branches out a bit from the uh, what I would call a traditional conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the guests they've had over the past couple of years I have not been particularly excited about. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I'm glad to see uh, Glenn back there. Um, and, but Van Jones, why would Van Jones be at, the, at CPAC? Well, he's there because of, um, of criminal justice reform. Uh, obviously, uh, Donald Trump uh, was signed this into law. Uh, and was passed with a, you know, bipartisan support to reform the criminal justice system, shorten prison sentences, uh, do a bunch of different things. Um, so here he is talking at CPAC, and there's some really interesting, there's really interesting things about Van Jones that you learn from something like this. Watch. Here's the deal. The conservative movement in this country, unfortunately from my point of view, is now the leader on this issue of reform in that 
you look at Mississippi, a rock rib, totally conservative, former jailer is the governor there, Governor Bryant. Governor Bryant has cut the prison population and crime at the same time. Deal in Georgia cut the prison population and crime at the same time. Rick Perry cut the prison population, prison expenditures, and crime at the same time. Ohio, South Carolina, what you're seeing now are Republican governors being tough on the dollars, tough on crime, and shrinking prison populations and showing the rest of the country that it can be done. Now, my problem is I now have a conservative movement that for libertarian reasons, for Christian conservative reasons, and for fiscally conservative reasons, is actually doing a great job on what should be my issue. This is supposed to be my issue. You are stealing my issue. Uh, it's, it's an interesting clip uh, because, you know, a lot of things he's talking about are, are right, like the governors of those states are doing a good job with this particular issue. Um, but Van Jones is a fascinating character. I mean, if you go back, if you would have told me back in, you know, 2009 that Van Jones would be at CPAC the day before Glenn Beck is speaking, I would have never in a million years uh, believed you. Um, and it's, there's a couple things you notice. First of all, when Van Jones first kind of came into our life back in these days, and this is before, uh, you know, you do find people were, were with us. This was like, you know, we looked at him, we looked at his background, and I remember going through the stuff. And it's like, this guy is, this guy's bad news. I mean, he was, uh, he did a lot of stuff that was really, really rough. And I didn't understand how they would put him in an administration. Um, you know, this guy who, who called himself in a publication a communist. I mean, like, this was not like, we weren't making this stuff up. <laughs> He was uh, had all sorts of issues with, uh, you know, protests and the in and running these organizations that did, you know, very shady things and questionable things as they were trying to protest their various issues. He was selling T-shirts that, you know, said Bush doesn't care about black people. And it was all I mean, you know, the guy was an extremist. I mean, and that's what we were pointing out. And I remember thinking, like, well, how did this guy get himself to an administration? Uh, how does he get himself in front of all these big businessmen? You know, he was going through and hobnobbing with some of the biggest CEOs in America. How does a guy like with that background get there? You see it. He's he's affable. He's likable. He is engaging. He is also incredibly willing to to give credit to others. Uh, he you watch his approach there. It is. I mean, he doesn't need to go to CPAC and give look. If you had Van Jones in a quiet moment, I don't know that he actually believes those things. Like, I'm sure he thinks that those are, are, um, they're doing a decent job. But I mean, I'm sure he really, in his heart, believes that the Democrats are better at this issue than Republicans are. But he's smart enough to go up there in front of that crowd and say, you know, who's doing a good job for this issue? You guys. And he gives all the credit to conservatives and takes no credit for himself. He, he, you know, kind of downplays himself and takes shots at himself and says, you know, you guys are are owning my issue and blah, 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 blah. He's really engaging and smart. That's how he had that, that sort of meteoric rise to get into the white house before kind of all came crashing down. Um, There is, I would say a lot to learn from Van Jones in that moment in that, you know, Glenn has been talking about, um, he, he recently went back and read how to make friends and influence people. Oh, and, just about to the same thing. <laughs> and that is exactly what that book says. Yeah. It says, you know, think not about what you want to say or what you want done. Think about the person you're, what you're, who you're talking to mm-hmm. and what they want done and try to, uh, push your agenda while, um, you know, you know, itching Aligning that scratch, right? Like yeah, scratching right. that itch, right? For uh, for that person, 
And that is what he does. And he's smart to do it that way. That's how he got this done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, criminal justice reform is a is an issue that uh, I think most people agree with on principle. The devil is in the details, and there's a lot of people, um, you know, some at Conservative Review have pointed out real serious issues with the particular proposal that was passed. However, like, I think in general, we all agree that, you know, it would be good if we can get these, you know, we, we want prison sentences to be aligned so that they're not punishing, you know, a very one very similar crime to another. Crack and, and, co- and cocaine are the two most obvious examples um, where, you know, one would, you know, the prison sentences would be three and four times as long. But the issue as a whole is kind of separate from what you see there from Van Jones. You know, do we do enough of that stuff? Are we are we going in front of, you know, at times like I, I've said this before. It's like I, you know, we, we did this with the emergency thing this week. I mean, like you know, Democrats are the one that proposed it. In reality, do I think they care at all about stopping a presidential power over something like this? No, they want it more than anything. But they were the ones who proposed it. And I would have I would have voted for that limitation uh, this week. I, my, my biggest fear on this is the, what you pointed out. He, there's, he doesn't really. He probably didn't want to do this. He has nothing to. I can't think about what he. What he. This doesn't help his reputation at all. No. He has no reason at all to do this. I well, I disagree but, with that. I think I, he does. His, well, okay. his reason for doing this is making this an issue. He want. He really legitimately cares about He's this issue. About it. Yeah. And I think he sees a real path to get it done because he cares about the issue. And that's what's been so wrong with the past few years is that Republicans no longer care about the issue. They only care about winning. Mm-hmm. Like winning for what? It's like if you really want something done, you know, sometimes the, the right thing to do is to st- like right now is a perfect example. We said we talked about this with Mike Lee just the other day. Mike Lee came out about the Emergency um, uh, Declaration Act and didn't say well, we should absolutely support Trump, or no, we shouldn't support Trump. He said, we should use this as an opportunity to take power back to the Congress. Because Mike Lee cares about that principle. And this is a great point. You're never going to get Democrats to agree to that, except right now. And if Republicans cared about that principle of taking power away from the executive, putting it back where the Constitution says it's supposed to be, that's the type of thing they could actually get done right now. Mm -hmm. Same sort of blame for Democrats with Trump, where Trump likes... Uh, he likes that approach that Van Jones is giving them. If they would have came to him with a trillion-dollar infrastructure plan and gave and heaped the credit on Trump, God only knows how many bridges we'd be building right now. You know that if you can suck it up with your ego, which is what Van Jones is doing here, yeah, um, you can actually make advantages on 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 the issue. And because he actually cares about that issue a lot, it's really what he thinks is of, of his, as his life life's work. Uh, you can make some real inroads. You, you don't think he? You don't think he really believes the issue? <laughs> Part of my skeptic, you know how skeptical. No, I it's am. fair to be skeptical of Andrew because I, I, I just see him as the ultimate. Like I see him as chameleon in a human's body. <laughs> so like I, th- I think he will say anything for his own advantage. That's when I say. That's why I say I, I, it's hard for me to see what he gets off of this because maybe he really does. You know, believe in criminal justice reform. It seems like he does, um, but he's basically just being the cheerleader for something that's already happening. Like the the tide is already moving, you know, the wind's already blowing in that direction. As he was pointing out, he there's all these governors on it yeah. in the past. He's part of the reason why yeah. it's blowing in that direction, though. I think. Right. So I mean, it's not like he's just latching on to a movement that he had nothing to do with before, and now all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, I really care about this." Great sure, job, but it, guys. but it's already something in process. So I, I see it happening. So I don't see the benefit for him to sit around with a bunch of conservatives and be their cheerleader. 
You know, I'm like, what are you getting out off of this? So you think he has some sort of ulterior motive? Oh, absolutely. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I'm that completely bewildered me right there. That's <laughs> a weird clip. Because I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like sometimes a cigar is, is just a cigar, but not in this case at all with Van Jones. I'm like, what? Well, I think you mean this, by that, what, what I think that what you're because I don't, frankly, don't believe what he was just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're right. Like he, there is a secondary motive here. I think the secondary motive though for him is to make conservatives feel like they, they're winning that issue, so they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And because it's well-received, Trump gets great press out of it every time he does anything like this. Um, that if, they can, if he knows if he can get Republicans on the side of that issue, the Democrats are easy. He can bring them along on, on anything that Republicans pass. And I think he sees this as a real a, a, a way to operate in the, um, in the world of an opposition government. He's smart because, we, you know, the same type of thing, that's why, like, when the, with these issues, when you have the Democrats, the Democrats will line up to do anything to stop Trump's power right now. They will vote, I think, for almost anything that makes Trump have less power because they're very, most of them are very short-sighted and they're thinking to themselves, well, you know, right now we got to stop Trump, got to stop Trump. That's what our voters want. Well, if we instead thought a little bit more like Van Jones's, and I know it's crazy to say, and said, hey, you know what? Democrats, you're right. We do need to stop that executive power and started taking, like, trade is a great one. Like, I mean, Republicans yeah. are supposed to be free traders. Why not take that, that, that power back now when it's the only time you're going to get any Democrats to vote for it? You, you, could, you, could, be, you could be right. And I, I, I wish politics worked like that right now to yeah. where, like, it's kind of like you look at it like never Trumpers are ridiculous because you have to be able to point out that he does some good things. Yeah. You know, tax reform yeah. was good. There's been some good things that have tax happened. Tax reform was, was okay. Eh. Regulman okay on that. Fine, right. It was a tax plan. If, if it, it goes down, it's good. You know what I mean? If it's not yes, going it up, I'm happy. Right, right, right. right. Um, there could definitely be room for more. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, like there's been things that have been good. You know, uh, rolling back regulations, mm-hmm. stuff like that has Israel, been good. There's been a bunch of yeah. Israel, there's been a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of just pretend, never Trumpers will just pretend that, isn't ha- that none of that happened. And won't even really talk about it. It's the same yeah. for the, the absolute pro-Trump people. Like, they refuse to call out things that when he does bad. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah you should be able to judge him by, yeah. by his, by and, his it's, and it goes the same more, in a more broad terms from Republican Democrats. We used to be able to do that. You know, that was when, yeah. the, when we were more centrally aligned. You could have people like, like a JFK or something like that. Could, could, there's no way he would be a Democrat today. There's absolutely no way he'd be a Republican. That's yeah, weird. and I'll just say last thing. You know, uh, there's no way uh, we would have had prescription drug reform unless the Democrats did it with 60 seats in the Senate. They did it instead when Bush was president because Bush was like, well, I, you know, I can sell this to enough of my people to, to launch a brand new giant entitlement and Republicans wound up voting for it. It is there's a real opportunity if if what your end game is 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 our principles if there are things that you actually want that are policies and principles you can actually get things done under the opposition party you just have to think of how to appeal to to them to make give them credit for it uh, you know so often though that's not the case the idea is only to stay in power and so people I mean we see this all over the Republican Party right now because they will agree with anything kind of Trump says to, because they know they're going to get be in trouble. The Democrats uh, there's enough of that going on as well. If you actually come up with a few principles you care about, you can go after them in an opposition party. It's not a it's not a wasteland and Van Jones has proved that. I mean he you know look, he give him give him credit strategically. He's a he's a smart guy and he's able to kind of take I mean think of the Trump era for Democrats is a is like the worst thing that's ever happened in the universe. And this guy got his top priority passed in the middle of it. 
Yeah. That's a pretty amazing achievement and should probably be noted. Back in a minute. I'm shocked to see CNN. Yeah. jump back into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Uh, we here at the Blaze, at Blaze TV, are especially thankful for Relief Factor because it makes Glenn tolerable to work with. Mm-hmm. I think you guys would agree I mean, with that. Uh, tolerable is probably too far, but think? it's improved. Better. It's improved. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, he, had, he was in a tremendous amount of pain for a number of years. Uh, he tried Relief Factor. It works for him. I was in a car accident back in 2013, and I completely messed up my back. Um, that's the that's the official diagnosis. Yeah, messed up back. Completely mm-hmm. messed up my back. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't, nothing worked for me either. Um, I tried acupuncture. I tried, you know, drugs. I tried um, massage. I tried all of it. And I just thought that I had to live in constant pain also. Turns out you don't actually have to live in constant pain. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's shocking, right? It's amazing. What was that? Do you remember the number of people you guys talked about that just live in, in oh pain. yeah it was something like uh i think it was uh was uh two-thirds of people who suffer in pain just have given up and don't even try to do anything else anymore just deal just, just years like I, this is what my life is and i think it was a third of people still are suffering from injuries from like from high, high school, school like in sports and everything that's insane wow. it's a really high number yes it doesn't have to be that way try relief factor if you get the uh the three-week quick start pack for 1995 um 70 of the people who try it go on to keep buying it I would say that the odds are in your favor that it's going to work for you. Try it and see. It's worth 20 bucks. Go to relieffactor.com. All right, Jason, the gun control bill. This, uh, every time I hear the left talk about guns, and even some people on the right talk about guns, and it's clear they have no friggin' clue what they're talking about, nothing irritates me more. Like this issue, nothing irritates me more. I grew up around guns. I've got like an arsenal at my house. Um, you know, military, everything. It's, it's just, live, it's look been at, a, live look at Jason's. That's it right there. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's part of the front door, actually. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, but lately, you, you've seen more and more ridiculous stuff come out of this. But now, before I get to what just happened in Congress, this, uh, there's a few tweets from this uh, Brianna Wu uh, chick. Ugh. that she's, she's running for Congress, I believe, in Massachusetts mm-hmm. or Maine. What's M.A.? I always uh, get those Mass- mixed up. Mass- that's Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, so she's running for Congress she's in 2020. Asked on a television show, what's M.A.? <laughs> You're those fired, Jason. And, and I just, <laughs> it, it, he not only did it, he did it in the middle of a segment. He was complaining about someone else not knowing what they were talking about. Uh, that's yes. amazing. And I, you, I, it was thank like, you, Chief Researcher. I asked. Brianna didn't even ask. She just tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she starts off talking about how she had the opportunity to fire, fire a fully automatic M16 assault rifle today um, under professional instructions. This is the same weapon U.S. Armed Forces use. Um, okay, I'm not going to read the rest of that because this is ridiculous. She's talking about an already banned gun that is, has no bearing whatsoever in the legislation that's going through the House right now. Those guns are banned. You can only get that if you're in the military. So, moving on. She There's said, very limited exceptions. I mean, like certain dealers can have them, right? Um, when it comes to fully automatic weapons, at least, I know there are some dealers that can have them it's under special licenses. Some people have uh, automatic weapons, correct? Like the older weapons that were grandfathered in, like pre-ban. Yeah, it pre-85, right? Right. So, yeah, okay. But you can't just six. But you're not, they're, they're ridiculously expensive and, because and very there's a limited amount. Yeah. Very hard to come by. The average Joe is not going down to Walmart. Oh, no, it's impossible. Picking up a fully Walmart. automatic M16. Right, like, like, you know, if you ever go to Vegas, they have the 
signs all over the place. They're like, come fire in a fully automatic weapon. Yeah. And, like, I guess, like, you know, they have whatever license they need to have. That's so worth it, by uh, the way. I, every time that. I'm there, I want to do it. And I, I, I never pulled the trigger on it. Next time I'm going. Um, so, uh, so, and then she continues on. So, for stars growing up in the South, I took an NRA safety class, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this assault rifle is a different beast. It would take a minimum 30 to 40 hours of professional instruction. But, yeah, but you're not going to get one as a private citizen. Under most circumstances, you're not going to. Yeah. Now, this is what probably cracked me up the most, and I'm just going to end on this third tweet because you don't need to go further after this. It, this she's talking about the M16. It shoots a 5.56 millimeter bullet. You can feel the wind of it firing three feet behind the shooter. The gun is very difficult to control. Girl, shut up. <laughs> shut up. She's describing a 50 caliber rifle right now, not a 5.56. It's basically a glorified 22. Pretty much. Yeah. It's basically one step up from the 22. And the re- there's literally no kick whatsoever. My wife, I took her to shoot because for uh, home defense, took her to shoot a shotgun. We went through all the ra- uh, different shotgun ranges. Uh, and then she didn't feel comfortable with any of those. I gave her my, uh, my um, M4, my M16 style rifle, AR-15. She shot that. Had no issues whatsoever. Hmm. There is no kick. There's no like scream of wind coming past your your face if the round is anywhere near you. This is absolutely ignorant. Was she standing in front of the gun like and it was just missing her? <laughs> like the bullets? Or she, what said, was... she said there's a stream of air that goes backwards or something like that. Is that the only thing I can think of? Is, is the the uh, the gas discharge? Maybe it has nothing to do with the round. It's just that's how the that's how the. Uh, that's how the bolt goes back and forth. It's because of the gas discharge. I, maybe. I don't know. She clearly has no idea what she's talking about. And this is the types of people that are voting on some of this legislation. They just passed this bill in the House. It's now going to go to the Senate, which hopefully it, it dies in the Senate. But they just passed it unanimously in the House. And this is pretty much their universal background check law. Um, the, all the articles are just infuriating for me to read because it's like it's finally cutting out the gun show loophole. And um, and what was the other one? It was the gun show loophole and um, uh, and and was it private? No, not private cells. There was there, there was there was two loopholes that it said that it cut out. Mm-hmm. First of all, the the gun show loophole is completely ridiculous. You cannot. Oh, internet cells. That's the other one that they said they they cut that loophole. Challenge. Any Democrat, if you're watching this right now, go to a gun show and videotape it. Go to every single booth in any gun show and try to buy a gun. You're going to do a background check. Yeah. You can't do it. There's no gun show. You can't do it. It is against the law. Go uh, buy any gun on any seller online uh, and you have to do a background check. They don't just like send a gun straight to your house. It goes to a licensed Gun, seller. Guns right. to go. Gunsexpress.com. <laughs> right. Just ship it to you. Two-day shipping. Doesn't happen that it's way. On Prime. So no. try right now. Try in a fully automatic M16. First try that and then get the laughs. <laughs> um, and then try just a regular AR-15. It's not going to you. It's going to a licensed seller. You have to go to the licensed seller. They won't even give it to you unless you do a background check. This stuff is utterly ridiculous. The only thing that is that they have any kind of argument whatsoever or something that they could point to as an actual real thing is private cells. Mm-hmm. Private cells are I kind mean, of such funky. a tiny amount of uh, percentage of the actual total sales in the United States. But yes, I mean, like you could be able to, you can uh, sell if you're, if you're a private owner, not dealer, but a private owner, you have like a couple of guns, you want to sell one of them to someone else. 
that could be a private transaction. Um, it's difficult to argue against it. And, you know, while you might think pragmatically it's not a good idea, we have something called the Second Amendment that says you can't infringe on this process. So it's difficult for me to understand how any of this crap is, is constitutional. I mean, I, you know, you mentioned the M16 fully automatic weapon. You're right. It is illegal currently. I do think that's also unconstitutional. Absolutely unconstitutional. I, I want to take a break, and then when we go into overtime, um, I'd like to ask you guys a couple questions about a loophole that I feel exists and kind of mm. get your thoughts on that uh, in overtime. Back in a minute. Sarah Gonzalez loophole. <laughs> oh, my God. Every Democrat's going to be saying the Sarah Gonzalez loophole. If you have not already signed up, you are going to miss the overtime conversation we are about to have. Uh, we're not done talking. We talk all day. That's all we All do. day long. That's all we do all is we do. talk. And you're missing it. So uh, if you have not yet, go to blazetv.com. Use promo code NEWS and you'll get $10 off of your subscription. Uh, and it's, all available. it's also available on the podcast. So make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, obviously give us five stars because we're amazing and awesome and you love us. And uh, for those of you who are on Blaze TV or podcast, we will see you in Overtime Next. We are pretty lovable, I found. I feel. Up next, enjoy bonus Overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Jumping back into uh, the gun control conversation, Um, you know, because we sit here at this table and we talk all the time about how it's very clear in the First Amendment shall not be infringed. Second. Second. I'm sorry, Second Amendment. Uh, The First Amendment allows you to say that, though. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just ponder this, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, You know, federal law. With our already existing laws on the books prohibit people who have, you know, been uh, committed to a mental institution involuntarily. Um, they it prohibits them from being able to buy or possess a gun. Um, but I've noticed in in my personal life, there's someone that I know that I have seen that there is kind of a loophole with that particular situation. This person is mentally ill. Um, they've been committed to a mental institution like three times, and. Because they were not adjudicated by a judge during those time periods, which I guess that's not an automatic process that happens when you go to a mental institution, Mm -hmm. um, this person is still allowed to go buy a gun. Right. Um, and even though, you know, they've, they've got the record that I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think that there's something that should be done? Because we say shall not be infringed, but that just seems dangerous. Um, well, lots of constitutional rights uh, when can, can, are conditional. All, they all are, right? I mean, if the freedom of speech does not include the fire in the crowded theater, right? Like, they, they are, there are so, there's some level of conditional rights. For example, I mean, we all have the right to move freely throughout the United States. Not so much if you're in prison, right? Like, so, so, so depending on, you know, I mean, I think there are those lines. Um, it's a scary process, too, when you open up those doors because uh, we've seen that governments can exploit things like that, you know. Um, PTSD or something PTSD like that. PTSD is, is a big one that people talk about a lot. I mean, like, you know, these military guys coming back and, like, they, they because they got treatment for PTSD, all of a sudden they can't get their, 
guns. I will say there's a something called a uh, a red flag law. I think people, I believe it's called. They were talking about it. I think they passed it in Florida. Is why I'm thinking about it. But bottom line was, yes. you know, hey, you've got this person. Uh, we all know, like it's one of those things where we all know right. that this person's insane and should not have guns. Right. The Jeffy law. Um, and uh, and so if you if you flag that person and say, you know, there, there's a process that like they would could theoretically go through a hearing and go and through that, and if they could be um, they could be banned from from owning firearms, and those are in place in some in some places. Of course, obviously, with the constitutional right, you have to side on the uh, uh, on the side of people being able to have it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it is a difficult thing. I'll give you this though: Adam Lanza, who was the guy who was the Sandy Hook uh, shooter, uh, didn't buy one gun. He, right. he just took him from his mom, who was right. completely fine and checked out in every single way. In fact, was an, uh, every, from all accounts an upstanding gun owner who couldn't stop her crazy son from taking her guns when she was dead. Right. Um, so there, there's like, if you're going to go down these roads, you'll also have to ban everybody in the house from being able to buy guns. And it's like it, it can get it can it can open up so fast. And the fact that we've been able to cut gun violence uh, throughout this time indicates to me that you know it, that we are. While it is a problem, and, and there will be outlying cases, there's no way, I think, in a free society to stop them. People hate Yeah, I, well, I, I guess my point is, if this is a law that's already on the books, that they that people who have these mental health records mm-hmm. are, should not own guns, there should be some sort of automatic process that happens that makes sure that, that, that they are accounted for. It's like, well, well, we'll throw this in here, but we have no way to double check. We have no automatic process to make sure that that happens. It's just a law that's on the books. So I, don't, I, I, th- I thought that if they spent time in a mental facility, that meant that they ha- automatically had to report that to Nix. That's my point. So they, that's not always happening. I mean, that's what I'm saying is the loophole is that they have to be adjudicated by a judge in that in that event. And I mean, I'm, I've talked to experts on this matter mm-hmm. very recently. The ho- so the hospitals or the doctors are not doing the, Correct. taking that step. See, that, that is the problem with 90 percent of our gun laws right yeah. now. They're I just know. not being they're not working how they're already set up. Right. Like, like we, we need shouldn't to have fix these laws first. We don't right. need more on the books. We need to fix all of the problems that we're not. I mean, the systems don't talk with each other. Yeah, I believe this is this is a tweak that the NRA actually supports. Um, yes. Uh, now, I, I, I I've also read the other side of that from people who are even further you know than the nra as far as gun rights go where you know building a giant database of people uh, uh when it comes to gun rights maybe not the best idea right. so i mean i can definitely see how there are concerns with something like that common sense wise though i mean it, it would make sense that if you're if, if you're the exact target of the person who's not supposed to be uh, owning a gun um it should it should be able to be reported and, and you'd hope that that stuff would actually get um uh get uh, you know enforced you know, stepping back from that, of course, we all realize that just like drugs or anything else, if you want to get a gun, you can get a gun. We're in a country that has over 300 million guns. There's more guns than people, basically, in our society. Uh, it is not difficult to get them, whether you're getting them legally or, or not, um, which is what is kind of impressive, right? Like the fact that uh, we have uh, violent rate, violence rates that have been dropping for so many years. In a situation where there's plenty of guns, and if you want to, if you if you're willing to kill someone, you're probably willing to buy an illegal firearm. Um, you could get one, but still, we tend to all walk around every day and make it through the day, um, which is which is positive. You can, but you can see the left's tactics on this because if they truly cared about it, they wouldn't say, "Oh, we need to add on additional laws to these things." Yeah. We need to address the problem with why the law that we argued for in the past isn't being followed through. Mm-hmm. 
Like they're not even they're not even attempting that. They should be like getting on like hardcore. Like who are the like like in the case uh, um, what was the, the case here in South Texas? Uh, was the, the the church when yeah, he yeah. went up and shot shot mm-hmm. the church? Um, he he had been flagged through a mental facility, mm-hmm. I believe, in the Air Force. Um, it seems like his discharge also. There were multiple things that would have knocked him out of purchasing a gun, but the Air Force just didn't do it. Yeah, it, it just did not do it. It's a really, <laughs> it's a really interesting issue because I mean I you know I'm not a gun guy. I grew up in Connecticut, like it was not a place where people really. I didn't know anybody who really owned a gun. My dad was in the military, but we were not a gun uh, household at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, to me. In a pragmatic general sense, like I don't really care about any of this stuff. Like I, guns are interesting to me. They're like I own a gun for protection, but it's not a it's not a passion issue for me. The Second Amendment is, and it's like when it comes to the point of 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 you want to do these things, fine, amend the Constitution then, mm-hmm. go about it the way you're supposed to go about it. And secondly, secondarily, like all of these common sense measures, whether it's ex- increased background checks or you know whatever bump stocks, for example. Uh, bump stocks and what the president did with that, in my mind, is completely unconstitutional. I mean, there's no way a Democratic president would have been able to get away with what he got away with with bump stocks. But but the issue is, I think, like, I don't want to give one centimeter to the people who are coming after our guns. Because every time they take that centimeter, they'll want another 10 feet. And they will continue to go after it. They These are progressives. They're constantly eating away at these rights. And the second you give up and say, you know what, I guess universal background checks are okay, then they're going to want something else. And if you don't stop them where they are, you will lose these rights a lot faster than we're already losing them. I, I agree. Um, I just, it's hard because I feel like it is... I want to also say I agree with the point that yeah. mentally ill people should not be able, like, we should have some sort of system. There's some line there. Right, like, we can, agrees right, because, right. right, and I feel um, like it's important to come to the table and at least admit, okay, we have this common ground here, mm-hmm. you know, just, just because you, if you say, nope, we're not giving anything up. We're not budging on anything. That doesn't help. Nothing's going to happen until they start holding some of these people that are breaking the law initially held accountable for it. Like, I never heard any, anybody going after the U.S. Air Force, whoever is responsible for, mm-hmm. in that case for South Texas, doing anything on them. Uh, anytime someone that is, is, was found to be mentally ill and somehow got himself onto a gun or bought one, whatever happens to the people that let this happen in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be some kind of... Some kind of punishment or some kind of, some kind of accountability, exactly, where it, where it starts. Because otherwise, you're just enabling all these additional laws to be tacked on. Yeah. And it makes perfectly sen- perfect sense, as the point I was making earlier, for Democrats not to actually highlight that. Because they want more and more and more, law- more and more laws, which are exact- absolutely pointless. The universal background check law is ridiculously pointless. So, okay, so you can't... Okay, so let, let's look at internet cells. You have to do background checks. Okay, great. You already have to. Uh, yeah, and that's um, the thing. When you pull this stuff, like everyone's for a universal background check, and then when you tell them, well, sure. what about in this particular case, like family, where which is really the only thing that would be affected are things like that, private sales, family sales, and then the polling goes from like eighty-five to like twenty, because no one, every, no one wants, you know, you're giving, you know, your son a gun, uh, you know, when when you pass away, that shouldn't have to go through a background check. No one thinks that. However. That's the type of stuff that gets affected by a universal background check uh, bill. I will say too, to your point of like, you know, it doesn't help the conversation. Like, I, I do know what you're saying, and you're right. It doesn't advance. It definitely doesn't advance any legislation. I'm not part of like a, a my stance on this. You're not someone who wants legislation. Right, doesn't right. And I think like what we need the thing that part of the conversation I think gets left out too often is this idea of like, hey. What can make this pragmatically better? Yeah. And that is part of a conversation when it comes to our laws here. But a, another part is. 
the Constitution supersedes all of that. Yeah. Whether it's pragmatic or not, you can't infringe it. Right. So we need to I think like the part of the conversation that I do like is having people understand um, if you want to do these things, you can. There's a there is a a a way to do it um, that was built into the Constitution, which is called an amendment. And that's what you have to do on this. And I know everyone says, well, it's too hard. Tough. Just like if I want (laughs) just like if I want border wall money and the Congress won't give it to me, I can't just do the national emergency thing. Um, I think those things are are similar in some ways. But overall, it's it's it really is uh, something that people shouldn't be considering. Uh, If you want to go through this, then amend it. You want to you want to ban automatic weapons uh, out of this country? You should amend the Constitution and say that they're not allowed, Uh, because until then, everything, all of this stuff winds up being uh, to me on the wrong side of the Constitution. And and we don't come back to it enough as it is. Yeah. Uh, Jason, America's first two Muslim congresswomen, they are out fundraising, right? For mm-hmm. care. Really, really mm. important. Oh, wait. Did, I'm sorry. Yeah, care. care. Hmm. Right. Can you tell the audience uh, a little bit about care? I would be. I would love to, Sarah. <laughs> and I can't do this as well as I know. Glenn is probably going to do this coming up pretty soon to really show you all of this, to really show you how ridiculous this is. But this is absolutely insane. When I heard that uh, both uh, Tlaib and Omar were going to fundraise for care. Insane. I, just from what we know about them already, I don't know how, how everyone's not calling for their resignation. I, I, from what we know, I mean, it's, it's fact. It's in court documents. It's already been proven who CARE is. But we have two congresswomen campaigning for them, giving them money. So just really quick, I, and I don't want to spoil too much of it because I know Glenn's going to probably next week. But this is who CARE is, okay? Um, CARE is an organization that has its roots in the Gaza Strip and Palestinian-controlled territory in, um, in uh, the Middle East. It started with the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood started Hamas. Hamas is a designated terror group. That's, again, not in dispute. Now, they wanted to campaign for and promote their activities and help funnel tons of cash from all over the world to Hamas so they could kill Jews and destroy Israel. It's in their charter. That's what they want to do. They're not a humanitarian group. So they set up this thing called the Palestine Committee. The Palestine Committee was set up into several different branches. One was propaganda. Another one was a think tank for who knows what. And then the third one was a fund called the Holy Land Foundation. Now, that's where all of this information came out, uh, came from once the FBI got started digging into it. But the propaganda arm, one of the, th- the, one of the things they set up was CARE. CARE is a propaganda tool for the Muslim Brotherhood to support support a terror group. That's who the Congresswomen are going to fundraise for. So when you give money to them, which they're pleading for and and promoting, you're giving money to kill people from terror attacks. It's amazing. Specifically Jews in Israel, but really all over the place. Mm. Absolutely insane. This is not conspiracy talk. And trust me, I just went through about 400 pages of court docs and started highlighting everything to look at all this stuff. It's right there in black and white, undisputed. Well, Jason, unfortunately, nobody cares. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) I care. Took me a minute, but I got there. I got there. I got there. See what you did there. (laughs) Uh, No, it's, it's, uh, I mean, they were, weren't they, was was it care? Was an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation uh, trial? Um, you know, it was it's a serious thing and they have uh, they've been um, on the wrong side of this for quite some time. 
they are a propaganda group, and and uh, you know it is amazing. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me with either Talib or or Omar that they would be you know involved and probably got lots of loving support as their their campaigns were going on from Care. I think the reason why people are confused is when they see unindicted co-conspirator. Mm. They see unindicted, so they're like, oh, they must be innocent. The reason they're unindicted is because the whole case against them was specifically for the Holy Land Foundation and providing uh, material support, cash, and all that stuff to a terror group. That's where they broke the law. Now, it's not against the law just to spread you know, information about a terror group. Let's say you like a terror group. We have First Amendment. You can do that. I mean, you literally can stand with an ISIS flag, you know, in Berkeley, which that's not a good example. They probably do that every day anyway. <laughs> but, um, but you can do that. Um, now, the people that were uh, that set the founders of CARE were the ones that started the propaganda arm for the Muslim Brotherhood, you know, uh, chapter here in the United States. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that started this. Now, they attended all the meetings. They were caught in surveillance tapes, all this stuff. They were co-conspirators, but they weren't part of the actual money flow portion of it. That's why they were unindicted. Mm. Co-conspirator, because they're all part of the conspiracy. They just couldn't get like actual physical cash moving between, between the few. Right. But it, there's no mistaking it whatsoever. They are pro-Hamas, they are pro-Muslim Brotherhood, and they support terror. All happening in America in 2019. Amazing. Insane. Uh, all right, before we go, what's your favorite beer? Uh, Dogfish Head. Okay, what's your favorite beer? Lone Star. All right, um, so there is a new beer out. It's only in Colorado. So we're going to have to probably get some shipped for you guys. Um, but I think we have some video. Yes. So no, no. it is Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. Oh, no. no uh, and okay. All right. Th- okay. Oh, thank you. What? Thank you. That's enough. <laughs> Wait, that can't be real. It is real. Isn't that, is that Will Testicle Forte? flavored beer. That? <laughs> that was like Will Forte. <laughs> Stop, sh- stop pausing it. All there. right. Can we go to the next scene. <laughs> um, Testicle flavored beer. No, I'm going to go. Rocky just... Mountain oyster flavored beer. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to hard pass on that one. Hard pass? Yes. Will you try it, Jason? Uh, no. What, he took a, he a second. There was a pause there. There was a pause. You thought there. about it. Uh, no, like, I just well, don't really like beer. So I've I've had I've <laughs> if you've worked on a ranch in Texas, you've had cow balls before. No, you just had it. I have no. not. Yeah. No. Well, you've never worked on a ranch in Texas. Well, you might have. Yeah. Did I you ha- ever? No. Okay. I'm not uh, eating cow balls. But you've seen that happen though. I've heard of it happening. They do I don't it. think it's like a thing that everyone does. Maybe it's a thing that you do because you're like one of those Oh, they all do it. It's, it's like, like, no, I swear, everyone does it. Yeah. It's not just me, it's everyone. Like George Costanza talking about peeing in the shower. <laughs> He's like, no, everyone pees in the shower. What are you talking about? If Glenn... <laughs> And then everyone's like, no, no, we don't. No, if, we don't. if Glenn was here, he would back me up. So the reason it started, can I say how it started really quick? Yeah. There, how that started was it was, it was considered more uh, sanitary for the calf when they're doing the castration for them uh, to bite it off. So the cowboys would just literally bite it off. That's the old school way of doing it. Oh. Uh, and, and many of them still do that to this day, but that kind of morphed into them Throwing them into oh, a frying yeah, pan that, that and just eating them. Oh, you can go to Billy Bob's and order them. I know, thank you. Have you? You both have been to Billy Bob's, I have right? Been to yeah, Billy. I'm not going to order. Have. I'm not going to order that at Billy Bob's. It's there, though. Can we I mean, talk about mean, anything you... else? <laughs> <laughs> Literally any other topic on earth? Is that possible? All right, all right. Uh, yesterday's poll: Can anything Cohen says be trusted? Nine uh, percent of you said yes. Ninety-one percent said no. Now, what would that poll have been a year ago with Cohen? Completely flipped. Completely flipped. Yep. Mm. 
what a difference a year makes. And then today's poll question, should transgender athletes be allowed to compete as a gender other than what they were assigned at birth? Absolutely. No. I mean, sure, if you want to allow cheating. That's what it is. Look, gender is just a construct. (laughs) All right. That's it. That's it for us. Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. We'll see you tomorrow. Hashtag gender is a construct. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.